Westplex 107.1. Yes, Shelly is the one. She is the one. And I would just wish, Shelly, can you go to bed a little earlier at night so you can uh, make it out of bed early so, uh, you know, on time at least we can get on the air here when we're supposed to get on the air? Yeah, that that's my fault, everybody. I was sleeping in, oh, and uh, I made a mistake. She calls me at, at like five minutes ago. I just woke up. Can you go on the air with me now? I go, I've been on the air since five o'clock. Where you been? <laughs> well, it wasn't quite like that, but it was pretty close. <laughs> you know, so you know, sorry, everyone. You know this what? my bad. Here, here, hold, let's start the morning out right, okay? Are you ready for this? Okay. Now, uh-huh. please don't interrupt this. Just let it play, okay? Every time I play, you go, and nobody can ever hear it, okay? Just let it go, okay? Here we go. Uh, Christy and Joe Horton, uh, ninth anniversary, and Hugh Janus turning 10. Okay, that is Henry DiCarlo, who is the morning traffic and weather guy on KTLA in Los Angeles, okay? And someone punked him, okay? Someone sent the name Hugh Janus, H-U-G-H-J-A-N-U-S, as, J-A-Y-N-E-S-S. Well, he pronounced, his was J-A-N-U-S, okay? That was his, his, his spelling, okay? And he did that on the air. I got sent over the weekend. I don't know if I sent this to you or not. I you got, didn't. I got sent a YouTube uh, best of TV bloopers where there's one of them on there. There must be 10 bogus names on there. And oh, the, you did send me that one. And, that was hilarious. And the guy just goes like, you know, and some of them are sort of a little bit obscure. You know, they're sort of hard to, you know, and then you go like, oh, you know, you get it after you, you know, because, and he has them. You pull a Shelly, basically. He has them on the screen. Is that the one you saw? Where he, he has them. I saw them all. It was hilarious. Okay, he has the names up on the screen. Yeah. And he's reading them. It's like birthdays and then anniversaries. And like someone in, like either in, you know, a producer or, or somebody is like punking him to the max and he just doesn't get it. He's just reading these names off and they're all just bogus. Some of them are like sort of haha. Some of them are like sort of dirty. And he's just going, it must be 15 of them. And I'm going like, I don't believe it. How, how can not, how can somebody not, you know what I mean? How can, you know, maybe it's to the point where. Because when you're so focused on what you're supposed to be reading, you really don't. Well, there's a criticism of TV reporters, especially the, you know, the anchors that they're not really reporters. They're just really good at reading the teleprompter. And sometimes you'll see these bloopers where there's things on the teleprompter that got there by accident or like there's one of them where where the, the, the anchor is reading the end of his story. And then apparently in the teleprompter, he's supposed to just like, you know, vamp with his co-host, just sort of like, you know, ad lib with his co-host. And he goes through the story and then he says, and now we're supposed to add, no, now we're supposed to ad lib about this story. And then he goes, oh my God, I wasn't supposed to read that. You know, I mean, they're so funny. Anyway, we are BS in the morning. She is B, I'm S. Uh, we are working to try to make things a little bit better by saying goofy stuff on the radio, giving you information on things. We've got some guests this morning. Um, John Schneider will be here. He's the chief for the Wentzville Fire Protection District. What's he going to talk about specifically? Do he, he has a specific uh, topic? He does, actually. Let me just pull that up. Okay. Also, we're going to have Mike Elam, 
who is a St. Louis County councilman, um, and he'll tell us what the latest scoop is in St. Charles County. If you haven't heard, President Trump has essentially, su- I don't want to say suggested, but he essentially, excuse me, man, he has essentially uh, extended, you know, they did this originally, the 15-day deal. Well, now they've extended that to what, April 30th? Isn't that the date now? Where you're uh, supposed for, to... What, for self Yes. I mean, in other words, he's essentially saying, look, it's taken longer than we thought to get this thing under control. Uh, We want to, uh, you know, do all the, uh, you know, the the social distancing stuff, blah, 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 all that stuff until April 30th. He he came out and said that yesterday. And and, and by the way, you know, I've talked about this um, last week, okay? I have taken some positive action, at least I think. I'm not a huge Twitter guy. But I do tweet, and I have like, I don't know, a couple thousand followers and stuff like that. But I told the story, was it two weeks ago, about my old boss, Joel Denver, who all he does yeah. is just everything he tweets is, this Trump's a criminal, he should be locked up, and you know, and he's the worst president ever, and he should be impeached over again, and stuff like that. And I got to the point where I'm return tweeting him like, Joel, talk about, because here's the crazy thing, Joel runs a website called allaccess.com and he's done it for 25 years he started in 1995 and he does must make pretty good money at it because i noticed his address is malibu california it's where he says he lives and if you don't know what malibu's all about it's sort of like you don't live in malibu unless you got some bucks there aren't too many trailer courts in malibu uh, you know, most of the, I don't say most, but a lot of the stars, you know, the Hollywood stars live in Malibu and, you know, probably, you know, 1500 square foot here, uh, uh, house here in St. Peter's that you could buy for, eh, you know, 200, $250,000 would probably be about 5 million in Malibu. And I'm not exaggerating. Okay. So, um, you know, I started return tweeting and saying, Joel, why don't you talk about, the radio and TV people who are busting their humps, working extra shifts, working seven days a week to keep the, uh, you know, the, 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 the public informed of what's going on. He doesn't reply. And he just keeps going on. Trump's the uh, criminal. Trump should be thrown in jail. I'm going like, God, give it a rest. You know what I mean? Do you know anybody like that? And, and, and I do, actually. And, and if he was saying, here's the thing. I'm not saying that because of the fact that he's just dissing on Trump. I'm If he started talking about Biden, Joe Biden's a jerk. He can't put two sentences together without putting his foot in his mouth. I'd say the same thing. Joe, we if don't... he's got that much um, listenership and, and uh, following, he needs to use that for uh, the greaterment of I what we're going through. I couldn't agree with you more. And especially... Especially, especially, I mean, he's almost got a moral obligation well, to do that. He, here's the thing: we, we we're not we don't have to do this, you know, right now. But most of the radio stations have got it to the point where the people are broadcasting from their houses now. Back in the day, wasn't possible. Nowadays, with a little you know, a couple little boxes and things like that, you know, with the internet connection, you can broadcast, make it sound like you're in the studio from practically anywhere in the world. And most of the stations have got to the point where they're trying to keep down, especially like the morning shows where there's three, four, five people. And if you've ever been into a radio studio before, it's not like a big monstrous place. Most of the studios, it's, are, it's really not. Yeah, most uh-uh. of the studios are relatively small. So if you got, even if you have two people in the studio, chances are they're sitting probably, you know, three 
three, four feet apart, you know, maybe five feet, you know, too many. You're not going to see too many who are sitting like six feet apart. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to keep, uh, 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 you know, the, the interaction among people to a limited, you know. So in other words, and the engineers who all over the country who have been working like around the clock to make all these things possible. You see it on Channel 5. You know, you see it on the local TV stations where the, you know, the anchors and the weather guys are, you know, broadcasting from their house. Hey, that, you don't just snap your fingers and have that happen. That means there's engineers and behind the scenes people, producers and things like that who are really, really working extra hard. So what's Joel talk about? Trump, 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 Trump. He's a jerk. He's a jerk. He's a terrible person. And his his web address, I'll give him a, I'll give, you know, a shout out to him. Allaccess.com. Primarily a radio site, but he does a lot of stuff with media in general. And he does a lot of record stuff, too. You know, we'll talk about record promoters and what record, you know, are hot and who's adding what record and stuff like that. So if you know somebody who is like in, into this, I mean, like, I'm not trying to say to get in a fight with him. I'm just essentially saying, you know, maybe even say to him, hey, I don't think right now is the time for you to be just dissing on the president. You know, has he been doing some stupid stuff? Yeah, some of the stuff he said is sort of stupid, right? You know, but yet every day he's getting up, he's putting on press conferences, he's meeting with his people, he's doing what he can, you know, and guess what? There's an election in November, and if you think he sucks and you think that it's time for him to go, you know what? Vote somebody else. Vote for Joe or Bernie or, or or Marianne Williamson or whoever. And you know what? We'll be done with them as of January. And it'll be, you know, move on. It's just don't just obsess yourself with this, especially now. And that's what Shelly and I are trying to do. We're trying to take, you know, an informative approach here with the show. We're doing an extra hour in the morning. We're until nine. We're doing, you know, never done afternoons. Last week we did, uh, you know, an afternoon show from four to six. Uh, we've got guests on this morning like we talked. we got John. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> Fire Chief John Schneider. My mind just went blank. I just and said his name before. <laughs> yeah, Josh, uh, that happens to me all the time. I know. I'm, I just said to you, hey, what's John Schneider going to talk about? And then I couldn't remember his name. Uh, Mike. So just so you know, he is going to be talking about keeping our people healthy and that, um, you know, the fire department misses all the community activities. Oh, yeah. Well, Those I'm, really right. uh, are good for them and for the community. Well, I mean, and what's sad about it is, is last week we talked about that the city of St. Louis has closed, closed down all the parks and playgrounds. And I just heard, was it St. Louis County has shut down all the tennis court? I'm going like, now hold on a minute now. A tennis court? Even if you're playing doubles, you're usually, you know, 6, 10, 12 feet away from people. I mean, I don't get the tennis court thing. Do you? Do you understand that? Shutting down the tennis courts? Well, you don't know what's sitting there hanging on your clothes. Oh, Shelly, 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 Shelly. What? It's a thing, Brad. These first responders, they can't eat. They have to, like, get undressed in their garage. Well, there's there's a lot of women who'd like to see that because you know how women are with firefighters. (laughs) Well, this is a very real thing. No, I understand. But, you know... You know, watch me, watch me. Is that your, is that your Brad version of a heavy sigh? That's my exab, exag, exasperation because once again, I love I, that. I, I love that I could do that. I get, you. I get what's what's going on, but once again, I think sometimes it gets taken to the extreme. You know what I'm saying? You know. 
I do. Um, as a, I'm, we've got to take a break here shortly, but did you uh, go to stlgives.org? I did. Did you? Did it, you fill that out? No, I have not yet. Did you go to piececrap.com? I haven't yet, no. You haven't seen it? It's our new website. No. And huh? it's it's our new website. I know. And it's P I E piece of crap spelled K R A P. You know, I'll be honest, it's tough for us in the radio business. We're not selling any new advertising. The clients we have on the air, most of them stayed with us. Uh, we've had to drastically change some of the clients as, as far as their businesses drastically changed. And the lifeblood of our uh, existence, Shelly and I being here on the radio, is uh, advertising. And that started going away for us. So what I did was. It started crazy, and it started goofy, but our one radio station, KRAP, that's truly the call letters of this radio station. As a matter of fact, we are on that station right this minute. We are on two stations right now. One of them technically is K296HA. The other one is KRAP. We are selling the radio station off piece by piece to you know get money to pay the electric and stuff like that. Pieceofcrap.com. No, it's not a joke. It's serious. We're actually selling pieces of the radio station. You can own a piece of crap, ideal gift for, you know, birthdays, uh, you know, graduation, Mother's, Father's Day. Piece of crap and crap spelled K-A-R-P dot com. Yeah, that's, it's actually pretty cute. But it's for real. People. Oh, I like that much better. What's that? The uh, logo. Yeah, the new logo. Yeah, I had to change when I got that. Well, I, we, we were waiting for the logo. And we didn't. It like, was more like piece of crap. Yeah, it looked like it looked like an A. The, what it is is the logo is has a has a has a tower in it. The the I instead of being an I is a tower. And originally our logo dude uh, made it like a tower that's like a tapered tower with like you know big at the bottom and small at the top, and it looked like an A instead of an I. So I had him change around. So you think it looks like an I now? I do. Okay. Anyway, check it out. It's six forty four. Is it time for us to go back on the air? Did I miss it? It. It is. I'm sorry. I was in the other studio. Uh, BS in the morning. I know you were. I was talking into a non-hot night. How, how much dead air was there? There was about a minute. Really? No. Uh, seriously? How much? 30 seconds. Okay. Probably. Okay. My apology. My, my, my bad. I screwed up on that. Oh, so now we're even. <laughs> no. 6.54. It is BS in the morning. Hey, don't forget, we've got some websites for you if you want to check out the news in the Westplex, westplex.news. That is uh, being constantly updated. You'll see stuff on there as far as uh, uh, mostly the news now is about what's going on as far as what's closing, what, uh, you know, what uh, regulations are in effect, that kind of stuff. There's some uh, good news on there uh, about, especially if you were uh, there's going to be a story that I think is going to show up today about good news for bicyclists on the Discovery Bridge. I don't know if you saw this or not. Um, I haven't seen it, no. They put concrete barriers. There's always a bike lane on the 370 uh, Discovery Bridge, and it was just like painted on there. So you're like riding your bike, and there's cars zipping by at 70 miles an hour. And they put one of those concrete barriers between the traffic lanes and the bike lanes now. So there's like a dedicated pedestrian slash bike lane on the bridge which is sort of nice because of the fact that that uh you know they extended the katie trail the katie trail goes all the way up to 370 now if you knew that or not it used to end right there in downtown st charles right there in frontier park and they extended it all the way up to 370 so if you're like a you know hardcore bicyclist and you love to hit the trails you can take that across the missouri river uh with the new dedicated bike uh, lane and end up uh in the earth city area over there and i believe there's some trails that go through earth city so you know walking trails and you know nowadays 
do we need to get outside and 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 you know breathe some air in and you know and see how how air incredibly green everything got over the weekend? Did you notice that? How just it like it was amazing. Yeah, just like over it the was weekend, amazing. Like, it was just like even in this time of crisis that we're going through, the world just keeps on going. Well, I mean, like you know, I like, mean, it's just there's still beauty in the world, even though things are a little challenging well right i don't know about you but to, to me the difference was night and day between saturday it, and it sunday yeah i mean saturday we had s- that good rain which i love a good rain but saturday was and, sort of bleak you know what i mean i mean there were you know it it, it it didn't rain in the morning but it rained most of the afternoon and then there were some storms and stuff like that that you know depending on where you're at that went through sometime um you know on saturday afternoon evening but then sunday morning lovely yeah sunday morning you wake up and it's like wow the sun's out and everything's green it's crazy Anyway, we're BS in the morning. We're going to take a break, and we will be back uh, on the other side of the uh, 7 o'clock time uh, zone. We will have John Schneider, who is the chief of the Wentzville Fire Protection District, and we'll be talking with him. 657. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the morning. I am uh, S, and she is B. Good morning, Shelly. How you doing? Um, I'm fine, Brad. How are you? Kind of excited about our next guest. Oh, yeah. We have, and it's our new phone system. Chief John Schneider, do you hear me Okay. Yes, sir. Good morning. Wow. Listen to that. It works. I knew I, I, I amaze myself that sometimes I can fix things and and I don't even know what I'm doing. Uh, chief Schneider is the chief of the Wentzville Fire Protection District. And how many stations do you guys run? We have five stations, five stations. And not only do you do Wentzville, but you do other parts of what the unincorporated county as well, too. And and some of uh, the other cities. Yes, we uh, we cover 88 square miles in the western St. Charles County area. Uh, rough, rough, rough boundaries are Weldon Spring Road on the southeast corner, uh, Lake St. Louis Boulevard on the on the northeast, and then out to the county line with Wright City, uh, just past the Forestell exit on the west, and then Lincoln County, uh, St. Charles County line on the north side. Hey, you know, you, you might be the guy to answer this question. And I've asked a couple other people. Did did Forestell annex into um, Warren County? There is. Forestell has a little a bit of area uh, on both on both sides of the county line. Uh, but our fire district is just on the St. Charles County side. Well, the re- so, yeah, that that is correct. I don't know the exact amount of land on the on the other side of the county line, but there is part of Forestville that does go over there. Well, the reason I ask is that I I could swear that I remember that when you came east on 70 and you came, you know, from east from Wright City, that the Forestville city limits and the St. Charles County county sign were side by side. And now it's the Forestville sign is further west, which means they're in part of You one. are correct about that. That is right. So, so in other yes. words, okay, okay. I, I'm thinking to myself, okay. I just don't know the technical information on that, but you are correct that, that they do go into um, Warren County now. Cool. Now, you have special circumstances now because your guys are going out and about and uh, – as a course of what you guys do with, uh, you know, with your your uh, coming in contact and and assisting on uh, with the ambulance, and you guys don't run ambulance yourself. That's all St. Charles County, but you still, a lot of times, are first on scene to accidents and things like that. Correct? Yeah, there's times um, we we run together with our partners at the ambulance district. Uh, we are cross trained firefighter paramedics. Um, 
and we, we do carry a lot of the equipment that the ambulances do. Um, when we're running uh, calls with, um, with them, we want to be prepared if we do uh, arrive ahead of time, and especially on the life-threatening calls. Their dispatch does a pretty good job of, uh, of deciphering what, when we should re- respond and when not. And if there's a chance that we can make an impact on, on the outcome, uh, we're going to roll. Now, what, what are, are you using, like, special precautions for that? Because normally you guys... Now, right, right now, we, we've been meeting on a pretty much every other day basis with our other fire chiefs and the ambulance district and the health department. The health department has been a tremendous asset. Obviously, at, at this point, with everything going on, they're extremely busy. And they're usually a little quiet guy in the corner that no one thinks about, but... Uh, when this is going on, their research, their education, their knowledge of these things and, and their ability to get more information quickly is huge for us. Um, we've literally, just in a matter of a couple of days, have had to change the way we respond. And so we're taking a little more time. Um, we've put out some information to our people saying, you know, the dispatchers are going to ask a lot more questions during these times because uh, we really need our first responders to know as much as possible when they're walking in that door. So um, it's going to be a lot less touchy-feely, uh, community outreach, PR, uh, the way we interact with, with folks uh, on, the, on the scene, the way we look uh, is all going to be tremendously different. And uh, it's, it's been tough on our people. They don't, they don't like to stand offish, uh, stay six feet away. Now, that's not to say if someone's down and they're having a heart attack, uh, we will jump in there and do what we need to do. So, um, But we are going to be gowned up, and we're going to have masks on and uh, some sort of eye protection, whether it's goggles or full, full glasses that come around and just protect the first responders as much as we can. We have friends on the east and west coast uh, in the fire and EMS service. Frontline first responders, their, their manpower's down 30 to 40 percent and that would be crippling to us uh, out here if, if that came this way so that that's my biggest fear right now is keeping a healthy workforce we're pretty fortunate knock on wood right now we're we only have one or two people out on sick um and they're getting what they need to get done but um we're we're in good shape we're ready to respond and, and uh be there for needed now, how does that work? Because obviously you guys are, you know, when the firefighters are on duty, uh, they're there, what? They work 24-hour shifts at your department, correct? Uh, we're on a 48-96, so they actually work two 24-hour shifts back-to-back. Um, and so they're, they're in close proximity with their crewmates. And that's, that's part of the fear of uh, if, if one of our people get it, it, it could likely spread through our department very quickly. There's not... We don't have the opportunity to spread out and not, not be in the same truck or the same kitchen table. Um, I'm sure some of the personal habits and and uh, the way that some of these crews operate on a daily basis, I'm sure some of it's changed a little bit. But when the bell goes off, um, you know, they, they all got to get in the same vehicle and ride down the street. And then at the end of their shift, they're going home, spend time with their family, and, and then come back at the end of four days off and... Uh, but uh, you, you never know uh, the coming and going. They're, they're normal people as far as that's concerned. They go home and have exposure to their family and neighbors and whatever else is going on. And 
that's why some of these guidelines that are being put out are so important. We're talking with John. We're talking with John Schneider, the chief of the Winsville Heart Protection District. Now, that's the question I was going to ask. Um, when they get off duty, have you told them that you know when you're you know don't do this, don't do that, go don't go to the grocery store? I mean, you know what what have, what's your your instructions for them when they're not on duty? Well, it, it's hard as an employer to tell people what to do and not do when they're off duty, but. Um, we, we give them some guidelines, and, and again, a lot of that comes from the health department, and, and a lot of it, quite frankly, Brad, is, is things that they're telling the general public, you know, just try to reduce your, your time out in public at the store. You know, we know people need to eat, they need to get groceries, they need to get carry out. Um, you know, I'll, I'll throw a plug out there for our local friends and, and, the, and the restaurants around town. We've been trying to get our our guys just shop and, and get delivery from all of them. They need to keep going through this thing, and, and we've been pretty successful in that. And the guys really stepped up and, and uh, patronized some of our local friends that have been there for us. And, um, you know, it, it's, as silly as it sounds, uh, taking several showers a day and washing your hands, the 20-second rule. Um, you can't say it enough, but it does. Hot water and soap will knock this thing down and if we can slow down uh carrying that around and spreading it uh, it's really going to make an impact on in the end of the day john i appreciate your time this morning uh appreciate your support of the radio station as well too and you know what it's one of these things where a lot of times uh people take for granted uh, the first responders the paramedics the firefighters the policemen and things like that and it's times like this that makes at least you know me and hopefully a lot of other people think wow that's a really tough job because of the fact that they just can't say, well, I'm not going to leave my house or I'm going to work, you know, work my office job from my house. You are not in that situation when, like you say, when the bell rings, you got to roll, right? Yep, we got to roll. And, and we just want people to know that we're going to be there. It may look a, and feel a little bit different, but we will be there. We've, we've taken all the necessary precautions and we're, we're doing the necessary planning to have everything in place. So. And, and like I told Shelly the other day, when we get around this thing, we'll, we'll be back out where we were and probably even stronger for it. So uh, let Shelly know I said hello, and uh, you guys have a great day, and feel free to reach out anytime. John, appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Brad. He's a great guy, isn't he, Shelly? He really is. He is just a good soul. Hashtag be a good human 2020. <laughs> Shelly's going to pimp her, her deal there. You know, he's... It's he, not a pimping thing. It's I, It costs nothing, and it's just <laughs> a little place that we can vent. I'm just giving you that grief. That we can get some... Pro, um, I, I'm just giving you grief. You know, Positive things, what, so you're, you're finished with me talking about it? No, 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 no. What, what I was going to say was, I was going to say about John. I wanted to go back to John. John's, oh, okay. yeah, John's all about him. John's one of those guys that you get the impression that even though he's been doing it for a while, he still really likes what he does. And he does. he's still very passionate about it was about what he does. And I have tremendous respect for that. I mean, you know, people that have passion for their work, passion for what they do. And more importantly, you know, he's in a position where, I mean, they are really, you know, I mean, talk about, you know, front line they are people. Front line. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, you don't think about the the fire department much until your house catches fire, 
And then you think of the fire department, you know, a lot. And, you know, and most people are going like, oh, it's taking them too long to get here. And yet on the other side of the coin, people are upset when they're driving down the highway and the fire engine's behind them. And, oh, I got to pull over for the fire engine. Yeah, you got to do that because who knows the next time they be coming to your place. And you know how that works. So anyway, that was uh, I enjoyed talking with John um, and uh, the Wentzville Fire Protection District. You know, what did he say? 88 square miles. Wasn't that what he said? Yes. Holy cow. There's some ground to cover there. There's no doubt about yes, that. Yes, there is. And okay. they do a fine job. Yep. You know, I've, I've seen firsthand when they get that call, they immediately stop what they're doing, whether it's putting a spoonful of food in their mouth or, you know, buffing the truck, whatever they're doing. I, I don't know what they well, do. Well, Sometimes um, sometimes they pretend they get fake calls because they're talking to Shelly and they're tired of talking to Shelly. Oh, oh, I think we got a call. And they'll run away. <laughs> I don't think it's like that, actually. They've, they've been um, very, very good to me. All of them have. And they've just been gentlemen and, you know, represent their their district and their community. They are, they're just fabulous. Okay. We're going to take a break. We will be right back at 716. Westplex 107.1, best things in life are free, except when you try to buy toilet paper at the store and there ain't none to be had at any price, right? And there is no such thing as a free lunch. <laughs> no, I don't agree with that. There's such thing as a free lunch. You what? So I saw, did you just sneeze? No, I didn't sneeze. It wasn't me. Oh. I thought that, that was you. been that little voice. <laughs> anyway, do you know that Steak and Shake is actually offering 20%? off of there and, and and the reason that I'm finding this comical kind of kind of in a sad way so steak and shake is letting essential services people um, till April 7th to show a 20 to show their ID or a business card or a name tag and receive 20% off at any steak burger or fries Okay, so and then they give a list of all the essential. So why why are you finding that interesting? Because all the steak and shakes are almost closed. <laughs> I was going to say. I the didn't same even know thing. that there was any left. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's still some of them around. Uh, the Washmo steak and shakes still going strong. Uh, you just have to sort of, you know, look around. I mean, they they had. Wentzville is is still going strong, but. Well, you know, they're they're. I I think their problem has been that. And, and it's been a 10-year problem in that everybody, you know, Steak and Shake sort of got their, their, their way of sort of being a premium restaurant. It's always been that way. When I worked there, the hamburgers were twice as expensive. Maybe, I think at one point in time, like maybe three times as expensive as like a McDonald's hamburger. And they were sort of a premium kind of, of, of they were. place. And, yeah, they really were. And the Chili Mac. Oh, right. And goodness. then and they got into the 2008, 2009, 2010 meltdown. And everybody had to have, you know, $1.99, $2.99 deals. And I think that hurt them. And they've never been able to really raise their prices back again. So that's a whole other situation. Okay. Hey, what'd you think of my phone sounding on the air? How, how'd you like that? Was it good? Did you hear it? I thought it was, I thought it was lovely. Okay. Hold on yeah. a minute. I'm gonna, I thought it was I'm, really good. I, I, have to, I have to test my phone on something here. Hold on a minute. Just bear with me. I'm going to, this will probably backfire on me. And we're not running a delay. And watch, I'll get burnt on this. Hold on. Uh, okay. Dial tone. Phone number here. Ah. I dialed the number wrong. Hold on. I'll try it one more time. Okay. Okay. See what happens. I don't think this person will answer, but we'll we'll just wait and see. There's one ringy dingy. Two ringy dingies. 
I'd be willing to bet money, no answer. Three ringy dingies. I won't tell you who I'm calling until they either answer or they don't answer. And then I'll tell you who I'm calling. Four ringy dingies. They probably won't answer. Six, three, six, no. six, three, four. Not going to put that on the air. Okay. They didn't answer. I'll tell you later who that is. Who was it? <laughs> not going to tell you. I'll tell you later. <laughs> well, they need to change their message, whoever it is. <laughs> Some, all I can tell you is that someone who's avoiding me and uh, the number on our new phone system here is not is a new number. We just got it last week. So anybody who sees we're calling to get you on the air, it's a number that probably nobody has seen before uh, from a 314 area code. And probably the person that I'm trying to call saw that number and thought I was like, who's calling me? Leave me alone. That kind of a deal. But, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. I'll try it again uh, next hour and see what happens. It's 723. That's supposed to play the commercials right now. 723. Westplex 1071. It is BS in the morning. I am Shelly. She is Brad. And our meteorologist, Jennifer. Wojcicki. She'll be coming up in a minute. We have a special guest on the phone right now. Mike Elam, St. Charles County Councilman. I always get that messed up. Council person? What's the official title? Councilman. Councilman. Okay. And, and the voice of St. Charles. There you go. The reason I have Mike the on the air is, the voice of St. Charles, the reason I have Mike on the air is because Mike, you know, his entire adult life up until recently, he spent in the media business and he's out of the media business. So we have to keep him at least on the radio, at least to, you know, so he doesn't go into total withdrawal. Right, Mike? <laughs> That's that's exactly right. I, I appreciate you reaching out and doing something to help us out. Yeah, no problem. Uh, we talked to you last week. Uh, any big changes as far as St. Charles County, as far as uh, response by the county since the last week? So St. Charles County is up to 43 reported cases, uh, now positive cases in the county, um, which puts us about seventh in the state. I guess uh, we're up to 905 positive cases in the state, 12 deaths. Uh, St. Charles County has had one person die from the virus. Um, I think that's kind of where we sit right now. St. Louis County is the one that's really leading the way with 336 positive cases. Kansas City is uh, just over 100. And I'm assuming later today, St. Louis City will cross over 100. They were at 97 yesterday. So looking at the rate of increase, they should probably cross over that 100 threshold today. Now, is, as far as the area is concerned, St. Charles County, um, and, and tell me if I'm right putting it this way, uh, Steve Ellman, the county executive, is still sort of taking a look, we're not going to come down uh, like a ton of bricks on uh, businesses or anything in St. Charles County, but you know what? Do the right thing. Is that sort of synopsizing what's going on? Yeah, that's a pretty good way to put it. I mean, one of the issues that Steve saw when he looked around the region, when they put together this shelter-in-place order for other counties, they created a list that said, you are an essential job. And some of those things were like, well, I don't really know that I would classify that as essential. I mean, my wife's a hairstylist, and according to the text that she gets about hair color right now. I know there are a lot of ladies who consider her pretty essential at the moment. 
And I don't think they're looking forward to walking out of the house until they can get straight to the hairstylist. But you have some businesses that I think we all agree are essential. We have other businesses that people go, well, it really kind of depends on your situation as to what is essential. So what Steve basically said is before we go with this overlay and say, we're going to make the call as to what's essential and what's not, we're going to ask people to do the right thing. Um, I pointed people towards the CDC website, which has more of a, this is what the CDC would say are essential businesses, and kind of go from there. If you're not really an essential business and you can afford to uh, stay at home, then stay at home. If you can't, like in, in my company's position at Master Clock, we are a Department of Defense supplier. So we are deemed by the federal government as an essential business. But what we've done is look at our employee base and say, who really needs to be in the office and who doesn't? And if you don't need to be in the office, what we've got you doing is working virtually. We actually put a screen up in our office, a big screen TV. We hooked up Skype to it, and we have a number of people who Skype into the office. So they're in the office every day. They're just not physically in the office. No kidding. So, I, so you, yeah, so, I mean, so you can act. Lot of creative things that you can do to to keep business going, just not actually be in the office. So so you can watch them when they're at home. Yeah, I mean, they all have home office setups, and they are right in the middle of the office. No kidding. Some people walk by, and you have the normal inter-office banter. <laughs> um, we were giving one of my coworkers grief because all of a sudden we heard this loud noise going on. Like, what is that? His wife was vacuuming. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, man, get the mute button, would you? Like, everybody in the office can hear that. He's like, oh, I wasn't thinking about that. Like, that's pretty funny. Mikey. But it just shows there's creative ways that you can shelter in place, do what we need to do as a community to stay healthy, and still get the work done that needs to get done. We're talking with Mike Elam, a county council person uh, from St. Charles County. Now, I'm not trying to set you up on something like this, um, but yeah, okay. st- <laughs> and you know how that is. Whenever a guy on the air says, I'm not trying to set you up, but, you know, I'm going to ask you the, the, the zinger question. Uh, St. Louis City and St. Louis County have pretty much shut down the park system, but St. Charles County has not. Um, and at least that I know of. I mean, you, you haven't closed the parks yet, have you? We haven't closed the entire park system, but there's certain areas of the park that we don't have open anymore, like uh, off-leash dog park area where people would be in close proximity. Um, we closed areas like that, but we've left the area parks system open. We're just asking people, keep your social distancing. I mean, actually, uh, if you think about it, most of our county parks are more rural and passive in nature, lots of trails, those type of things. So... It's, it should be easy. I started to say it's easy, but I'll say it should be easy to maintain your social distancing. Uh, it's not like you're touching stuff, so you should be able to get out, enjoy. Today is going to be gorgeous. Get out and enjoy today. Go for a walk. Just stay away from other people and give them room if you come across people on the path. I mean, spread apart. Give them your six feet and, and go through there. And I, I think if you do that, um, you help people's mental state to where they can cope a little bit better. 
Um, but there's there's ways if you just use your common sense, at least in the county executive's mind, there's ways for us to coexist without uh, being in close proximity, but still enjoy a lot of amenities that are out there. Yeah, and, and I hear you. And, and like you said, most of your parks, like, for example, one of my favorite county parks is Klondike Park. And quite honestly, right. there's not a lot of people in that park ever, you know, and I'm not trying to, you know, cut it down, but it's pretty to the point where if you go to want to go someplace and have some lots of personal space, that's the place to go. Yeah, if you go during the summer months, you'll, you'll have a lot more there because when we get late spring into early fall, you have a lot of people who are using the uh, cabins and things like that. But to your point, there's tons of trails at oh, yeah. Klondike. I oh, mean, yeah. miles. So you could completely uh, unplug, unplug from people and uh, enjoy a day in Klondike can never cross paths with somebody else. Right, and, and it ties into the Katy Trail as well, too, which makes it to the point where you could just jump on the Katy Trail, and, you know, once again, you go for, you know, this time of the year, uh, probably during the week, you'd probably go for a fair distance and not come across anybody in the Katy Trail. Um, as far yeah. as uh, businesses that are uh, important, obviously, uh, and, I, and I think that's the, what you mentioned about uh, uh, Steve Elman making it sort of up to the, the people. Has, has the county really had a lot of issues? I mean, have you had to, like, drop the hammer in anybody, or is pretty much everybody sort of, uh, you know, minding their own business? Uh, not really. I mean, the, the big thing that you really want to watch out for are people who are at risk. Um, maybe they've come in contact with someone who's positive, someone who is positive, obviously. You want to track those folks and say, hey, I really need you to stay put unless you need to be in a medical facility, but you really need to stay put. Those are the only people that, uh, to use your words, to drop a hammer on that you're really looking at. Everybody else, uh, you're really just kind of asking them, keep your distance. And for the most part, I got to say, everybody's doing a great job. I mean, my wife um, went to uh, Target Saturday because we, we were running out of stuff, believe it or not. Um, when you shelter in place, you tend to eat a little bit more. This is not going to be good for my waistline when it's done. But we needed to get some more supplies, and she was talking about how well everyone was doing at a Target store in keeping social distancing. And uh, it's, it's really been kind of impressive. And what the county executive says is, I'm going to challenge your personal responsibility before we make this a government thing, and let's see how you do. I get emails every day from people who say, shut down the county, don't let people go out, uh, quarantine in place. And then I get emails from other people who are the exact opposite. Um, your personal freedoms, um, liberties, you've got both sides. So uh, the one thing is clear when you do a situation like this, you're never going to make everybody happy. So you have to trust your gut. You have to look at the evidence that's before you and kind of go from there. And that's what the county executive is doing. I mean, we have a county council meeting tonight, and we have been talking about how to arrange the chamber so that we can keep our social distancing. Um, we're going to have at least a couple council members who are going to Skype in and not physically be at the meeting, just to limit the number. We are not opening it to the public uh, to attend in person. However, the, the meeting is online, and you can watch the meeting at sccmo.org, sccmo.org and uh, you can stream the meeting that way. So people can still see what's going on. Mike, Mike, hold on a minute. Do you mean to tell me that Arnie won't be there? <laughs> our 
Our county advocate will no uh, will not be making a personal appearance. However, he has been kind enough to send in his public comments because uh, we've had public comments open over the weekend and will be open up until meeting time tonight where you can file your public comments. Just send them into the council. Do you, I mean, is that is that by written or can you send like a video in? I think you could probably send in whatever, but uh, most people choose to do written. Uh, we're kidding about uh, someone who uh, is a regular at the county council meeting, who anybody who's ever been to the county council meeting, or for that matter, a lot of municipalities in St. Charles County, know uh, Mr. Mr. Arnie. They know, they know him quite well, don't they? He is a active man. Yes, yes. And you know what? In one respect, I have tremendous respect for him because in an era where a lot of people don't necessarily get involved in their community and their government, he is like the poster child for involvement, wouldn't you say? I would say he is definitely involved in making his opinion known. (laughs) Mike, you sound more like a politician all the time. What is this? <laughs> hey, you know, it's that's that's what America's all about, man. Everybody has their personal freedom. And, uh, you have the right to voice your opinion, and I don't have to like it. And I have the right to voice mine, and you don't have to like it, and uh, that's okay. Well, I always don't say, have to agree. I always say, the right to swing my fist ends at the tip of your nose. Okay, one last thing, okay, and you can oh. help me spread the word, okay? You know that in our industry, it's tough selling advertising in this community, uh, or not in this community, but this time where, you know, it's it's tough to advertise things when there's nothing going on. A lot of places shut down, a lot of events shut down, concerts, all that kind of stuff. We are selling our one radio station off piece at a time, and we're selling the radio station Crap Care AP off, and I need you to help me promote the fact, and, you know, mention this to your people, that they can buy a piece of crap, and that's the website, P-I-E-C-E-O-F-K-R-A-P, pieceofcrap.com, and it's only $19.95. You get a piece of crap. It has a, uh, uh, you know, an authenticity certificate, the whole bit. It's the ideal gift for mothers, fathers, graduation, birthdays, stuff like that. So help me promote pieceofcrap.com. Okay, Mike? You know, my 29th wedding anniversary is coming oh. up April 6th. Oh, listen to you. Sounds like an ideal thing <laughs> to get my wife. You can... I can't tell you how many times that she has said gifts I've given her before are pieces of crap. Oh. This will fit right in. <laughs> well, you can go on the website. We just kicked it off last night. And go check it out. Tell me what you think. It's 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 a basic website. but And matter of fact, we have two things you can buy. You can just buy a big... You can buy a piece of crap, or you can buy a big piece of crap. There they're all available on pieceofcrap.com, and that's P, uh, piece of, and it's P-I-E-C-E-O-F-K-R-A-P.com. So, you know, Mike, that, you know, I'm glad I mentioned that to you. That, that made the ideal, because you can say that to her, honey, you've always accused me of buying you a piece of crap. Well, this time I did buy you a piece of crap. Here it is. Happy anniversary, right? That's hilarious. I hope this goes well for you. Well, Everybody needs a piece of crap in their life. That's right. I'm they gl- just don't need to necessarily be married to them. <laughs> Mike, thank you so much. If people want to get in touch with you, uh, contact information? Uh, you can find us on the county website at sccmo.org and just go to the county council page. Got it. Thank you, Mike. We'll talk to you again next week if you Thanks, don't mind. Um, All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Mm, bye-bye. Great guy, isn't he? He really is a good soul, and he does a lot for his community. He's and uh, he's for, very involved, and, and I'm sorry, he's very involved. And once again, oh, Uber. Yes, yeah, he's Uber one of these involved. guys. Not, he doesn't drive Uber. 
He's uber involved. Well, he's one of these guys that is he i kidded him about he's something. even he's a very even man well he's not like your typical politician kind of guy no uh, and i hope he stays the way he is uh but uh you're concerned about the community uh you know making a difference trying to do what he can uh very uh, open-minded about ideas that you propose to him and quite honestly i know me personally i've asked him a couple things uh you know uh, advice on a couple things and he's given me some really good advice not necessarily anything to do with the county just sort of like you know hey mike you know disinterested third party what do you think of this and he came back with a couple interesting things hmm, never thought of that so you know he sees things from a different uh, perspective but i didn't realize you know the company's working for master clock you know wow they're doing stuff for the department of defense so yes they are yes they are they are a they're global yeah they are a a a critical business hey we're going to take a break uh, weather's up next, and uh, Jennifer Wojcicki. As soon as I do this, which it, the computer did that, and that now it's going to turning me off, folks. No, no, no. I, I just had to do something. Seven forty. Westplex one hundred seven point one. That's what I just said. One of the various versions of that song, and like I said, I've heard about four different versions of that song. That's so weird. Different versions. People I playing love different that things. song. It just kind of puts you in a good mood. Ooh, child. You know, the interesting thing about it is, is that I may be wrong in this, but. Um, Somebody told me that album came out like two years ago, and it didn't do very well, and uh, then it just sort of picked up momentum. So I don't know if that's the case or not. You know, her big thing is, you know, she is like a a very uh, a, a, a accomplished musician. Did you know that? Seriously. She plays the flute. Oh, really? Yes, yes, yes. And she's a very, very, very uh, supposedly like almost like a near symphony kind of, uh, as they call it, flautist. 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 Okay, we have an important task that we have to do here at the radio station. Um, we normally promote lots of businesses, and unfortunately, a lot of the businesses are shut down. Uh, we do a lot of things for restaurants. We do events. We do, uh, you know, matter of fact, we had an event next month coming up with the St. Louis Small Business Monthly, the St. Louis Business Expo. Canceled. Actually, they're just going to consolidate into the October show. They have two shows a year. And there are certain businesses that if they don't make it now, they don't make it. And one category of that is the outdoor, uh, you know, nursery and florist kind of thing. Um, Sandy Hillerman, who you know, wonderful lady, uh, Sandy uh, Hillerman McDonald, who runs Hillerman Nursery and Florist in Washington. And yes, it's in Washington, but let me tell you, it's a top 100 uh, nursery and florist in the country. So right here in our area, um, they are really, really, really good at what they do. They've been doing it a long time. Her father started the business, and the business is well over 50 years old. They've got an issue where if you're not planting stuff right now, it's not going to get done. So what they have done is they've decided to stay open. Sandy and I have talked about this. You've probably heard the ads with me doing the ad for her. And they are doing what a lot of nursery and garden centers in the St. Louis area are doing, which is, uh, we talked about this off air. There was a great article in the Weekend Post-Dispatch that talked about all the different nursery and florist centers. They are doing curbside delivery and ordering online. So if you go to Hillerman.com, H-I-L-L-E-R-M-A-N-N, so it's double L, double N, Hillerman.com, and you can find all all sorts of stuff there online. Matter of fact, I was looking at it last night. You want a tree? They got trees. You can order online. Now, and what's really cool about it is a lot of the things, they tell you how much it weighs. So if you're looking for like a bigger tree, 
you know, if you got a car with a trunk, eh, you might not be able to get it loaded in your trunk. But if you got a pickup truck, maybe a little trailer or something like that, no problem. If you don't want a cart at home, they'll deliver it for you. So the bottom line is they're open. This is the time of the year where if you're going to do stuff in your yard, if you're going to plant stuff, you got to do it now. And rather than shut down, they are running. And once again, you don't have to go inside. You can call them on the phone. You can go online. You can do all the stuff remotely, uh, you know, arrange for curbside pickup. They'll come out, load it in your car, load it in your trunk, wherever you want to do it, back of your truck if you have like a pickup truck. Or they will deliver it for you because they have a whole fleet of vehicles. And not only do they do, you know, the typical nursery and garden center stuff, they have a commercial uh, landscape division. They cut the grass. They do landscape landscaping they do um, they do lighting they do uh, you know irrigation systems they do all sorts of stuff so once again a we're trying to promote a local business that's been around for a long time as I put in the ad uh, they've been around for 50 years and we're uh, working on their second 50 years and B we want to have you do something outside because you know think about it today would be the perfect day to be like putting plants like in your you know your house you know what i mean like in front whatever you put them you know yes and it's a perfect way to self uh self distance right right because you're not you know once again if you drive out there they'll put them in your car you drive back home you know you get out in your lawn you know your garden do whatever you want maybe you got a little garden in back that kind of stuff and you're not really bumping up against anybody but by the same token you're not stuck inside you're enjoying the weather uh supposed to be a pretty nice day today i, I didn't hear what jennifer said as far as the high is concerned what'd you say the high was did you catch that I, I did not. I was looking at something else. 66 today. Six, I just saw that. 66, cloudy. Uh, well, it's going to be sunny now till about 9 o'clock, then partly sunny the rest of the day. So it should be a pretty nice day. Tomorrow, 53. Wednesday, 60. Thursday, 64. Um, Friday, 69. Saturday, 57. Sunday, 64. Perfect way or perfect day to be planting stuff. And like we talked about yesterday, or we talked about earlier this morning, yesterday, it's like all of a sudden everything turned green. I mean, the grass green, there's stuff, you know, there's plants growing and stuff like that. So get out, go to Hillerman, check it out, H-I-L-L-E-R-M-A-N-N, Hillerman.com. And nice drive. If you're in the Washmo area, you know about it. If you've never been there before, what's wrong with you, right? They are they are lovely. They They have a little bit of everything, actually. And my favorite section is... When you go through the front door, I know what that is. <laughs> make a left and go into the equipment center. Uh, they have you'll see, you'll see Brad on the tour, <laughs> the, the Toro motor. No, the, um, the zero turns. Yes, yes, zero turns. Yes, making little lawnmower noises. Oh. It's really kind of cute. I should get it up on Facebook. I, I love lawn equipment, and at one point in time, I got a little bit carried away, but at one point in time, not too long ago, I had 11 lawnmowers. <laughs> I'm down to, I don't know anything, one, two, three, one, I think I have five now. Um, anyway, and here's the thing. I'll tell you this right now. This is from my own personal experience. Don't go to the big box stores and buy one of those crappy trimmers, okay? Buy, go out to Hillman. Buy a steel trimmer, S-T-I-H-L, a commercial-grade trimmer, and you will have it till probably the day you die, even if you're like in your 30s or 40s, because these things will last forever. You're talking to a guy, once upon a time, I used to buy the cheapy, you know, weed whackers at the, the you know, at the big box stores, and I'd maybe get eh, one and a half, two seasons out of it, and it would break, and you go to find a part, and you find out that the thing you spend 69 bucks for is going to cost $89 to fix. 
just go out, buy yourself a good steel trimmer. And you know what? Uh, these, are, these things are designed to be used every single day, six, eight, ten hours a day by commercial guys. If you use it one hour a week, guess how long it's going to last you? Long time. So don't be a cheapskate. Buy a good one. And they got them out there. Right? Absolutely. They and they're and they're wonderful people. Yep, good folks, uh, local yes, people, they are. Uh, very much involved in the community, uh, been around for a long time, and once again, they pass the test. They have a passion for what they do. They know what they're doing. They're very good at it, and they enjoy doing what they're doing. And that's the kind of people I want to do business with. It's eight oh two Westplex one hundred seven point one. Memories, memories, memories. You know what? I have memories, and uh, because of that, I'm going to try my phone number again. Are you with me, Shelley? I'm with you, Brad. We're going to try and see what happens here. Hold on. I mean, that's the wrong address. Let's look and just at so that. you know, while he's doing this, I want you all to know that we are practicing minimal safe distance. So <laughs> don't I don't even, even know what he's doing. <laughs> don't even talk about that. Okay, here we go. Dial. Oh, hold on a minute. I'm screwed up again. Okay, we'll see what happens. Any money, they won't answer. One ringy-dingy. This time, after they don't answer, I will tell you who it is. Nothing there. Hello? Oh, my God, she answered. Do you know who this is? Yes, I'm at work. Can I let you go? No, but I just wanted to say happy birthday. Well, we were a day late. I know because, but I, I we weren't we weren't on the air on Sunday. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Bye. Wow, <laughs> my daughter. <laughs> you can tell her. <laughs> you can tell what kind of pull I have with her. <laughs> she doesn't want. You woke her up from a sleep. No, Brad. she's at work. She doesn't want to talk to me anymore. So you know, kids get like that. You know, they don't want to hear from their dad anymore. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop it. Oh, it's true. It's true, 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 true. That girl loves you. She never, she never talks to me anymore. Yeah, she ignores me. You know, I call her up all the time and I say, hey, Amanda, I got a new car for you. Oh, I'm fine. I got a car I want. Amanda, I bought you a pony. Oh, my God. I, you, you gave me too many ponies when I was a kid. I don't want anymore. <laughs> so is today her birthday or was yesterday her birthday? Yesterday was her birthday, 29th. Yeah, but we weren't on the air yesterday, so you know I always call her on. That's the, true. Yeah, I call That's her true. every year. I call her on the air, and was it last year, or was it two years ago, where I had I did the automated Amanda? <laughs> did you hear that? Yes, I did. <laughs> where <laughs> I remember that? I, it was one of those things where you can put script into a website, and then the lady talks whatever you write into the script. She talks like that. And I put in there about like, oh, thanks, Dad. You're the best dad a, a guy could ever, you know, a, a girl could ever have. And I had her do all this stuff. And when I'm doing it, she calls me because she's listening on the air. <laughs> <laughs> She, I don't think she liked it. I think she's still mad about that. So, so oh, she is not. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know how it is. You know, kids. You know, they go off and they don't need mom and dad anymore. You know, you know. You know I know they you know. grow up so fast. I mean, too. I don't, I don't have to fix her car anymore, or you know, thing like that. You know, don't have to buy her new tires, or you know, drive down to you know Mizzou to you know pick up her car when it breaks down, that kind of stuff. You know. Oh, she, good lord! And, stop it. Well, and I, I had, I had personalized license plates for her on her car for a long time, and she did not like. Them. She got mad at me about that. 
would they say, Gabby? Adnama. What? Adnama. Okay, ad. Hold on. I know that this is ad mama. Adnama. Oh, that's cute. She didn't like that? <laughs> no. And if, if, if she was behind you and you looked at your rearview mirror, you saw her name, Amanda, because it was her name backwards. And people would say, Dad, people are always asking me, what's that on my license plate? Ad Nama, what does that mean? And she goes, I tell them it's my name backwards because Amanda was taken, you know, because, you know, you know, somebody had that in the state of Missouri. So yeah. I, so I had Ad Nama and she didn't like that. She got mad about that. So, you know. That's okay. That's our job to embarrass <laughs> Our children. Well, I mean, I've told the story. Seriously, I think that that's what we were put on the earth for was to really make the you know make our kids not be so into themselves. Well, and that's why we. I mean, that's our job. I told the story before that um, I wanted her name her Gabrielle, and her mother fought me on that, and to the point where to this day, if I mention that to Amanda. Now, Amanda, uh, she gets, she says, I hate that name. I hate Gabrielle. I'm so glad mom, you know, won out. Cause I would, I would not, I would change my name if I, if I were named Gabrielle, I wouldn't, I'm going to think, I'm thinking to myself to me, that's the most beautiful name in the world. Gabrielle. Plus it's not that common. You know, I'm blessed with a name that like in my generation, it was Mike and David and, you know, and, and, you know, everybody was a Mike or a David or a Bill or William and, you know, that kind of stuff or John, you know, tons of Johns and, you know, and, and in her situation, I mean, there's a gazillion Amanda. As a matter of fact, I think at one point in time, she had three friends her name were all Amanda, you know, to the point where, and you have an interesting name like Gabrielle, what a pretty name. And, you know, she'd always say, people call me Gabby. Can you call me Gabby? Yeah. And the problem with that is, <laughs> you know, to me, there's nothing wrong with being named Gabby, you know, I mean, nowadays, you know, everybody wants to talk and interact and, you know, and, and, and. TikTok and Facebook, yeah, you know, being called Gabby, that's no problem anymore, right? Don't you think that's changed? People, you know, in the old days, was like, well, you know, she's really Gabby. Now it's like, hey, yeah, knock yourself out. Talk, 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 right? Yeah, come here, Gabby. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I was going to name Tiffany Candace. Yeah, I know. Then when you got married, Candy Bar, which I think still think would be funny. <laughs> I think it would be too. <laughs> yeah, Candy Bar. There's all sorts of crazy names like that that, you know, you read these people's names, you think, okay, what were their parents thinking? Like, for example, Hugh Janus. Who would name their kid that? <sighs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's 818. Oh, look, it's 818. Westplex 107.1, untouchable, 822. Good morning. It is BS in the morning. I am Shelly. She is Brad. Her website is bsinthemorning.show. Not official yet, Shelly, but the organizing body that runs the Tennis Grand Slam, <clears throat> excuse me, they'll have a meeting on Wednesday, and it's rumored that the Wimbledon, uh, Wimbledon Tennis Tournament will be canceled this year. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, and that's like the big deal in the tennis world. Uh, it's, it is. It's scheduled, it really is. Yeah, it's scheduled to begin on June 29th, but they're saying that uh, in light of all the situations going on around the globe, that they're pretty sure it's going to be canceled. Uh, that will probably become official as of Wednesday. Also, I was out and about yesterday, and I don't know if you saw this on my Facebook page. I drive through the parking lot. I'm going to Schnooks, Okay. And I see these, in the middle of this empty parking lot, I see these two minivans that are backed up to each other, eh, about 10 feet apart. And the tailgates in both 
minivans are open. I go, that's sort of weird looking. Why is there two minivans in the middle of this empty parking lot, backed up, but not close, but like 10 feet apart, and the tailgate's open? So I went into Schnooks, did my thing. As I'm leaving Schnooks, I realize it's a, there's a woman in the back of each minivan sitting in the minivan talking with the other woman whose minivan is parked, you know, back to back. And I drove up and I said, are you ladies practicing safe social distance? And the one lady says, yes, we're good friends and we can't stand not seeing each other. So we decided to come to the parking lot and just stay safe distance away. But that way we can see each other and we can talk face to face. And I said, do you mind if I take a picture? And they both said, no, go ahead. So I took a picture and put it in my Facebook page. I thought it was sort of cute. You know, it's one they're of the- actually having one of those up at the Meadows. Really? Where you can go, you know, park and, and keep mm-hmm. a safe distance and talk to yeah, people? Yeah, it's it's for it's posted on Little Black Book, but I'm sure other people can join if they'd like. So that's, I mean, they're inviting people to come into the parking lot and like talk car to car, kind of like stuff like that? Yeah, stuff like that. That's sort of cool. Sort of a cool yeah. idea. I'm going to have her on, Alicia Kirkov, um, sometime this week. Okay, cool. Also, Scott Tate, who is the uh, Grand Poobah at the Saint, uh, the Greater St. Charles Chamber of Commerce, um, yes. he is a avid bicyclist, and I saw this Facebook post uh, that he made that they put concrete barriers on the 370 bridge to block off the pedestrian slash bike lane. Uh, and there's always been a bike lane up there on the bridge, but you yes. know <clears throat> when you're on 370 and the cars are winging by you at eh, 70, 80, 90 miles an hour, it's almost like yeah, do I want to ride my bike up there or not? So they now have those concrete, uh, you know, those the concrete uh, what they call the Jersey barriers, believe it or not, that's what they're called, mm-hmm. um, and they have them up on the bridge, which blocks off that lane. And I'm thinking to myself, that's a really cool idea because think about it like this for a minute, okay? Would you ever try to walk across the Blanchett Bridge? or ride your bike on the Blanchett Bridge. Now, now it's even worse because they got the lanes restricted because they got the construction. But there's no bike lanes on Isn't that, that bridge. illegal? I don't know if it is or not. You know, when they built to the... To ride your bike on a, on a, well, on a highway nah, I, I, or an interstate, I think that's illegal. In Illinois, it is. I don't think it is in Missouri. I mean, there's signs like it for years and years and years when you get on the interstates in Illinois, there would be a sign at the at the beginning of the entrance ramp that said, you know, uh, prohibited, uh, you know. Uh, uh, but what's interesting is, if I'm not mistaken, I think the signs in Illinois said motor driven cycles, which to me means motorcycle. So obviously people drive their motorcycles. But um, now it seems as though that the pedestrian thing and the bike thing has finally kicked in with the highway designers because most of the newer bridges are designed with a dedicated bike slash pedestrian lane. You have that on the 364 bridge. You have that on the 4064 Daniel Boone Bridge between St. Louis County and or between St. Charles County and Chesterfield. And on the new Washmo Bridge between uh, Franklin County and Warren County, you have that. Although that, that that is yet to be opened because they're having problems with it on the north end of the bridge. You know the problem they're having there? I do not. What is it? The um, the 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 lane's going to come down like it is on the uh, three sixty four bridge and on the forty sixty four bridge, where or no on the three sixty four bridge where what what's going to happen is when you come off the bridge you're on the uh, on the, I guess it technically would be the north side of the bridge there and then as you come off the bridge you make a loop under the bridge. And then you go off on the trail. And then they're going to have that the same way with the Washmo Bridge, where you're going to come off the bridge, and then you're going to loop under the bridge, and then you're going to end up on the, that would be the um, east side of 47. 
So in other words, you would be on the airport side of Highway 47, and that would be how you would go down to the Katy Trail. Well, they haven't been able to do that because of the flooding. Uh, the ground underneath the bridge has been pretty much, uh, since they finished the bridge, has been pretty much either underwater or like a swamp because it's been underwater for so long, and they've never been able to finish that off. So the bike lane on the bridge is still closed, but uh, it will be hopefully uh, and I don't know what the timetable is. Originally, it was supposed to be done by now. I think it originally they said it was supposed to be done April 1st, which would be Wednesday. But having been there, what, Friday? Not open yet. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens with that. But I, I okay, think... just so you know, I answered my question. The short answer is that the majority of states in America still prohibit cyclists from riding on interstates and highways unless there is specific signage allowing bikes on them. Well, but you know what? Is that is that say interstate? Interstate and highways. Yeah. Well, three seventy now. I mean, they've always had that. You know, they've had the the bike lane painted on the bridge, but now they've got the uh, barriers on there. So, um, you know, which you know, once again, I mean, I don't ride my bike nearly as much as I used to. But man, when I was a kid, I lived on my bicycle. You know, I mean, I, I just, we all did. Oh, That's when God, that, that I love my before, bike. Um, um, the. Uh, Social Game. media and video games and yeah, <laughs> that's know. when we ran behind the uh, the mosquito fogger. Yeah, yeah, you know, and suck yeah. that stuff in. <gasps> if it's good enough for the mosquitoes, it's good enough for us. Right? It was like uh, running in a cloud. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, take a deep breath. No wonder we can't <laughs> breathe now. <laughs> you know, and and they say global global warming is going to kill us. No, it's going to be the fact that we ran behind the mosquito foggers. That's what's going to kill DDT? us. Wasn't that DDT? Yeah, I think back in the day it was way back when. You and know. it always had that smell, kind of like magic markers. You know, you know, here he, here's to me here, magic markers. Here's the interesting thing on that, and I don't want to get like political stuff like that. Okay, look at all the things like when people say, you know, back in the day there was no processed foods there was everybody ate natural you went out and you killed your your you know you killed your game and you came back home and you ate it and you had a you had a a you know a, a you know a garden in your backyard and you you know did subsistence farming and you grew your own corn and you made your own bread and people lived to 35 and now with all the crap that's supposedly in the environment and all the junk we eat people live to 90 let me think about that for a minute maybe maybe we're doing okay right now what do you think Shelly? I think that we've made a lot of strides over the years. That's yeah. what I think. 829, Westplex 107.1. You know what? I got one of those rude awakenings. You know what I mean? Which one would that be? I got a rude awakening that uh, that essentially, um, you know, I was making fun of the fact that my daughter didn't, didn't like the name of Ma- uh, Gabrielle that I wanted to name her. Okay. And uh, a very astute listener sent me this this terse little text no worse than being named a small wire nail with a small and often asymmetrical head <laughs> i'm sorry that, that was funny that, that's me i'm a brad i'm a i had to get the visual right a small wire nail with a small and often asymmetrical head so yeah you know what <laughs> i would wow. rather i would rather be a small, uh, you know, like, for example, personally, I'd rather be a small wire nail with a small and often asymmetrical head than Amanda any day. You know, can you imagine that if I if I was named Amanda? I mean, you know, I mean, people would make Amanda. Your name's Amanda. Yeah. Well, it's like 
They were going to. They were going to name me Brent. Duh. <laughs> yeah, I'm Amanda. Yeah, I'm Amanda. Okay, here's one of these bizarre stories where it's sort of like, okay, have we gotten to this? Uh, this is from Maine, the, this, the, the state of Maine. A Maine man said armed neighbors descended on his home and chopped down a tree to block his road and prevent him from leaving because they believe he may have coronavirus. The Villehaven resident said he went outside Friday to check why his cable service wasn't working and found out that his cable line had been cut and a tree blocking the end of his road. Uh, and the, uh, the, the, the Knox County Sheriff's Department in Maine was called and the report said, while investigating the downed tree, a neighbor started yelling at him and a group of people showed up and began to gather around him, believing the group may be there to harm him. He fled his residence and told his roommates where uh, what he had found. Uh, so they hold up into and get this because of the fact that they cut the cable line, they couldn't call the police and how they got all the police was one of them is like, uh, you know, this is a uh, uh, this little Wilhelm is a is a uh, island community in Maine. They used their boat radio to contact the Coast Guard for assistance. And the Coast Guard relayed their assistance to the local sheriff's department. The law, force, uh, law enforcement arrived. The group had fled, and it was apparent that a tree had been cut down and dragged to block the road. Officer lear- officers learned that some residents believed the roommates needed to be quarantined. Uh, none of the roommates who were from New Jersey and were renting a home in, in Vinyl Haven, or whatever it's called, V-I-N-A-L, Vinyl Haven, uh, were working construction jobs in September. And the neighbors say they showed symptoms consistent with COVID-19, but the sheriff's department said that they didn't think that was the case. They didn't think that any of the three guys who were living in the house uh, were, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, infected. But yet the local residents decided that these people needed to be quarantined. So they just knocked down or they cut down a tree, cut their cable line and blocked their driveway so they couldn't get out of their house. How about that? Well, that's probably I mean, the least that people are going to do, because, you know, um, we are going to see the best of humanity and the worst of humanity well, already, before this is over. There's getting to be some interesting things that are starting to happen. And we there haven't, is. Well, it's, we haven't it's, seen it's it. A, yeah. We haven't seen it in the St. Louis area here. But what I was referring to is that there have been some communities, and I think Los Angeles did this and a couple other places where the mayor, the county, whatever the particular governmental entity that's involved has forced gun shops to close. Wow. And But the federal government has stepped in and said, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't do that. The gun yeah. shops are, are you know, and, and you have to have a federal, you have to have what they call an FFL, a federal firearms license in order to uh, run a gun shop. So they're essentially saying that the gun shops are controlled by the federal government and the local governments cannot, uh, cannot uh, you know, have any jurisdiction over them as far as zoning. Oh, I guess for zoning they could. But if you already got your zoning and you already got your business, you know, get your business license, the government can't come along and say, hey, we changed our mind. We don't want a gun shop here. And the reason for that is, you know the reason for that? Why? Gun sales are through the roof. That doesn't surprise me. And and yet we do not have a concealed carry class and a concealed carry requirement, which we should. When I get off the air here, I have a, a potential client, believe it or not, that I'm working with right now, and we're trying to finalize this, and I haven't told you about this yet, but it's a gun shop that's going to advertise, but you know what they're going to advertise? 
if I can get them, if I can get all the things done. You know, they're going to advertise. Stupid. No, they're going to advertise. They can't get people to work. They are so busy. They're looking to hire people. So in other words, this hopefully will work out well if we can promote this on the air. If you are laid off, uh, if you're looking for a little bit more work, um, you know, you can get a job. And it's a gun shop that also has a firing range. So they're looking for a, they're looking for salespeople. They're looking for a manager, and they're looking for essentially range officers who people who would essentially oversee the people on the uh, the, uh, the 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 you know the the shooting or the shooting range, and um, because business is so good, and the problem is the people who are working there are like burnt out because they're working long hours and you know seeing tons and tons and tons of customers. They need more help. So anyway, uh, like I said, that's my job when I get off the air. And, you know, I know some people are going to say, well, that's terrible that you'd advertise. You know, hey, look, it's a legal business. You know, they've got a federal license. they got local zoning. Um, you know, and what's nutty about this is when I talked to this particular guy that owns this place, I even said to him, I said, a month and a half ago, you could walk into any gun shop, Cabela's, Bass Pro, uh, even Wally World, and there was ammunition everywhere. Now it's gone. Uh, You know, some people sit there and say, or ask on Facebook, so what have you learned about yourself during this? um, What are we doing? We're hibernating. We're not hibernating. What is it called? I don't know. We're quarantined. Self-quarantining or whatever it is. And I'm waiting for one to say, well, I have found out that I am now a prepper. Well, but see, once again, and I can live like this. You and I talked about this. The preppers got made fun of. I mean, if you know, if you said to somebody, like for example, I have a friend of mine that said that told somebody he had five thousand rounds of ammunition. Everybody went, "Oh my God, you have what? You have five thousand rounds of ammunition? What what, 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 what are you are like? You know, like zombie apocalypse? Now it's the point where like, oh my God, that guy's smart. He's got five thousand rounds of ammunition. You know, or if you said and that you had, ain't enough. if you said you had all the freeze dried food that would last for twenty years, if you had like you know the MREs, you know what an MRE is, don't you? I do. Yeah, it's it, a, it's it's meal rationing. Yeah, they, and you know Costco's and Sam's. Had, I don't know if they have them anymore, but probably they not. used to have. Um, you know, like a preppers. Oh yeah, you could buy. Yeah, there's well for a while they were advertised prepackaged. There, there were a bunch of companies that advertised the national radio where, you know, were like, you know, and, and, you know, and you heard the prices, you go like, wow, you know, they would say like, you know, for, you know, X amount of dollars you can eat for a year, one person, you know, and they if you've, there are six people in your family, just order six and, you know, and you get all the stuff it's, you know, and it's in a, it's in a case, it's sealed, you know, and to the point where, you know, I mean, you know, and is it like gourmet food? No. But you know what? If it's your choice between eating this and nothing, guess what? You're going to eat this. But yet, And all the ice cream and chocolate that you can have. Whoa. This is what's going to come out of this for me is about 20 pounds. <laughs> well, I, you know, Mike Elam said, and I agree, too. I mean, look, first off, the gyms are all closed, okay? And, yes. and I have to be honest with you. I'm probably as guilty as the next person. I'm not eating the way I should be eating, you know, because of the fact that, quite honestly. Do I, you ever, though? <laughs> no. Everybody always tells me, it's so funny, everybody always tells me, like, how come you aren't dead yet? You know, because, you know, the way I eat and stuff like that. It's like, it's like, okay. You're actually probably one of the healthier people I've ever met. Well, I went, you know, last time I went to get my checkup, you know, I mean, you know, a matter of fact, I got life insurance. 
what was that, a year and a half ago and went through a pretty pretty stringent, uh, you know, physical. And there were only like two things on the entire thing that that were like, you know, and, and they were like, you know, they gave you the numbers. This was the kind of thing where they, you got the report and then you could actually, there was a web address you could actually go to and you actually got the, you know, the actual report. You know, the insurance company sent you back a summary letter. You know, we've right. reviewed your your you know application, and you're you know you're you know you're you know you're you look in fairly decent health. Okay, but then you could actually click on a link and and get the actual report. And like my my triglycerides or whatever the heck they are, the you know the, all that kind of stuff, the blood work. Like my one was like 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 just out of the normal range, like maybe like just barely out of the normal range. And uh-huh. my other one was, uh, there was something else on there that was once again, it was just like barely out of the normal range. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I take no drugs. I'm not on, you know, any kind of, uh, you know, I'm not diabetic. I don't take any kind of medicine at all. Zero. Occasionally I'll take like, like an aspirin or something like that, but I have nothing that I take. No, I have no heart problem that I know of. Watch me die of a heart attack this afternoon. Knock on wood and take that back. (laughs) You know, and. While you're, uh, okay, just to say that, um, you know that Shelly has two E's and two L's. Why did, why did, where'd that come from? It came from that you have a new life insurance policy. Oh, I get it. Okay. Okay. Never and two R's in bar, just so you know. <laughs> okay. 849. Like Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the morning. She is B-I-M-S. And our website is BS in the morning dot show. That's going to do it for us. We've had a real good time here. We had uh, Chief John Schneider on from Westville Fire Protection District. We had Mike Elam on from uh, St. Charles County. He's one of the council persons, councilmen, whatever you want to call them. Had my daughter on who just couldn't say enough good things about her father right here on the radio, right? (laughs) I think she was just overwhelmed with all the love and support that she just was... She couldn't find the right words. Oh, uh, yeah, right, 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 right. She thought I was a telemarketer. That's what she thought it was. Um, <laughs> thought it was interesting here. Uh, Camo V Channel You're 4 funny. is reporting that uh, St. Louis County is seeking PPE donations for first responders. And that's St. Louis County. So PPE is the personal protective equipment. And we talked about this last week that maybe it was a week before that. The respirators that you would buy like at, uh, you know, for like construction work and stuff like that, most of those are pretty good. I won't say they're all good, but I have one of them that's really great. But the problem was that they were not essentially uh, the liability issue was they couldn't necessarily be used for uh, protection against viruses and things like that. They're designed for and that was they're marketed for uh, if you're like working in a dusty environment, if you're like, you know, uh, cutting, uh, you know, wood or if you're like, you know, sanding drywall or, you know, sanding floors. Um, I wear mine because, in fact, I have tremendous allergies to all these crazy, uh, you know, grasses and, and weeds. And when I cut the grass. It drives me crazy. Anyway, if you have those spare laying around or if you by any chance had any of the ones that were, you know, dedicated for, um, you know, uh, personal protection for uh, health reasons, they're looking for donations for the uh, St. Louis County first responders. And I assume what they're saying is they're saying what uh, first responders. So I guess that's county police, ambulance, fire, everybody in St. Louis County, you know. It's one of those things where hospital workers. Well, they're saying first responders. That's what they're saying. First responders. Um, One of the things and this sort of drives me crazy. You get these people. I can't believe there aren't enough masks. Okay, You know, once again, I say 
blame the Japanese. And you're going to laugh and say, or maybe you're going to say, why would he say blame the Japanese? They're the ones that started this whole thing with manufacturing called JIT, J-I-T, just in time. And the whole concept behind it was you didn't stock anything. In other words, General Motors does just-in-time production. In other words, they don't have a ton of fenders sitting in the back of their plant out there in Wentzville. They have enough fenders to make it through the day to build that amount of trucks and enough engines and enough tires and enough wheels. And then the next day, another shipment of tires and wheels and engines shows up. And once again, that's the way it works. So you don't have like huge stockpile. And that's the way the Japanese sort of transformed manufacturing. So the Americans you know, did it. So now nobody stocks anything. You know, I mean, that's why there's a shortage of everything, because of the fact that the way the, the system works is nobody has a huge warehouse filled with toilet paper because there's only X amount of toilet paper that's delivered to the stores every day. Because, you know, the big reason for that, you know why that's changed in retail? Why? There's no storage rooms anymore. Everything is out on the floor. That's true. That's even true with um, Sam's. Right, right. All like you go to any of the big box stores like Home Depot, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, Lowe's. They don't have a stock room in back. Everything's on the floor. So in other words, one, once they get it, it comes in the receiving door in the back and then it goes right onto the shelves. So there's no like stockpile of, you know, hammers and nails in the back. You know, if it's on the shelf, it's there. If it's not on the shelf, they don't have it. And that's the way most of the stores like Sam's and Walmart and Costco have gone to the point where it's just in time delivery. And Walmart, you know, and, and, and the Japanese started that with manufacturing and Walmart started that with, believe it or not, their satellite system. Do you know the history of this? I do not. Walmart was transformed into the real, uh, uh, the giant they are today because of the fact that one of their guys, uh, I think his name was Glass. So I think he ultimately became like the CEO of Walmart. He bought this very, at the time, a very expensive satellite system. Uh, this was before the internet was around, so that when you went into a Walmart and you, let's say you bought a, let's say you bought in the hardware department, you bought a hammer, and that scanned through the scanner, that that sent a signal to the warehouse that they were, you know, somebody just bought a hammer, and that was done on the satellite. And that's how they transformed retail into the point where they knew exactly what they needed in each store on a day-to-day basis. There was no guessing because they knew that there were X amount. Because that's the way it is right now. You go into most stores and you go, hey, can I get this? And they'll pull it up on their computer. Yeah, we have three of them. Because of the fact the way the system works is that when you buy something and it goes out the door, that automatically detracts that from the stock on the computer. And they know that they did have three and you came in and bought a hammer. Now there's only two. And their requirements are that they stock at least four hammers. That means then to to tomorrow's shipment that two more hammers show up at that store and they stick them on the shelf. And that's the way the system worked. And that's how Walmart sort of pioneered things with the, you know, the warehouse kind of store. And that's what everybody went to. You know, I mean, you know, that's the, the Home Depot, uh, you know, the, the Lowe's, uh, you know, that's the that's the new that's the new retail. So anyway, why do we even I talk wonder about if that? Lowe's and, and Home Depot are practicing uh, <laughs> minimal safe distance? I know that. Did you say it was Sam's? What do you mean? Do I, what did I say I'm sorry. Sam's? That were um, had like the tape off. Oh, you go to all sorts of places. I went to the post office over the weekend, and to the point where if you stand in line, normally there was a line for the post office, they've got tape every six feet. 
So in other words, you're supposed to stand, you know, at really? that yeah, at that tape mark. So in other words, you know, when you're waiting in line, you know, you stand on that. You know, when the person in front of you moves up, you move up to the next piece of tape. Uh, matter of fact, uh, I, I, there's a couple stores I know that have seen that where they've got. And if you've been to any of the grocery stores, not like you know what's you know what's going to be in short supply real quick here. Plexiglass. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Because yep. they're all putting up, you know, a little two by twos and you know, you know, one by fours and you know, hammering them into the side of the counters and sticking up pieces of plexiglass. You know, and you know, the 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 sort of you know give that uh, you know uh, you know shield or whatever you want to call it between the customer and the cashier. So I'm thinking to myself, well, okay, how? You know, where's all the plexiglass coming from? I mean, because you know darn well it's not the kind of you thing. You know, there's where, a plex. There's a plastic manufacturer here in St. Louis. Uh, I don't think they're making plexiglass though. I mean, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of plastic manufacturing done in St. Louis, but I don't think they're making plexiglass. I don't so, know. My um, cousin actually owns one. In the city, I'll, I'll ask Oh, him. this is just a plug for your cousin. I get it. I get what you're up to. <laughs> I don't even know what the name of his company is, so it's not that very much, you'll, very you'll, good of a plug. You'll know by tomorrow. You'll call, hey, cousin, <laughs> exactly. I can give you a plug on the radio about your plastic place. What's the name of your place? What's your website? What's your phone number? Okay, that's going to do it for us. We're out of here. BS in the morning is done, uh, and we'll be back uh, this afternoon at 4 o'clock. You going to be here this afternoon at 4 o'clock? I will absolutely be here at okay. 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Aren't you excited? Oh, man, I can't wait. Uh, Everybody have a great day. It looks like it's going to be a pretty day outside. Yeah, check out our websites. Westplex1071.com is the station website. BSInTheMorning.show is our uh, morning site and our new site, which you can actually buy a piece of this very radio station, PieceOfCrap.com. P-I-E-C-E-O-F-K-R-A-P.com. Yes, the perfect uh, you know, birthday present, anniversary present, uh, Mother's Day, Father's Day, you name it. Everybody you wants. You all need this for your right. um, lower level bar. No, no, this is a high profile thing. I mean, people we be putting. I know, but if, they'll be sitting you know, there. I mean, think about all it around the bar, and then there'll be a piece of crap sitting no, on the shelf. No, 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 no. Think about this. If you like, you know, like you I, worked in an office environment, you know, and and like say the boss, and you went into the boss's desk, and you know, you're sitting there talking to the boss, and you go. Boss, is, is that a piece of crap on your desk? And he'll go, yes, sir. I'm very, that's one of my prized possessions. It was given to me by my wife for an anniversary present. Yes, she got me a piece of crap. P-I-E-C-E-O-F-K-R-A-P.com. 907.